welcome everybody to your favorite Wednesday night podcast, the Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society. And tonight we are presenting to you Beowulf's Grindel. And we are going to be giving you an entirely different spin on not only Beowulf, but Grindel and Mother Grindel and how we all got to be to this epic poem. Because that's what it is. It's an epic poem. It's going to be fantastic. But we're not going to read the poem tonight. We're not going to make you sit through that. Because there's three different versions of it and none of it makes sense. I'm just letting you know. It goes from old English to what's supposed to be modern English and then English English. And it's still just not American English, if you know what I'm saying. So we're going to bypass that. We're just going to leave like little snippets for you. And uh, with that being said, let's start us off with the Viking prayer. Low. There do I see my father. Lo, there do I see my mother and my sisters and my brothers. Lo, there do I see the line of my people back to the beginning. Lo, they do call to me. They bid me take place among them in the halls of Valhalla, where the brave may live forever. And here is why we are talking about the Viking prayer. Take it away, Kellek. I know you're waiting. You're chomping at the bit. Go on, girl. Okay. So... There are several different accounts. You've got the, what, 2007, you know, Angelina Jolie CGI creation of Beowulf. And then you have the Eaters of the Dead, which is an actual account of Ibn Fadlan, uh, who was a uh, an Arabic... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Ambassador. He, he was an Arabic ambassador. You. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Um, he was an Arabic ambassador who was chosen to go with these 12 Vikings um, to figure out what was going on because this Grendel, um, or in that, in that particular book, it was the Wendell, um, similar origins, but same monstrosity same monster creature myth and um so basically all of this story was from the account of ibn fadlan and um that's where he kind of witnessed the grendel the fireworm or the dragon and all of that so basically the epic of uh, Beowulf. So we've got this perspective of this uh, Arabic ambassador who he, I mean, he really, like he got to do something that no one else had done. And now I personally have not read the book. However, my fiance has. And if you don't want to read the book, the movie, The 13th Warrior is based off of that book. Now, a lot of it is apparently... You it know, sure is. It's a movie. So they've oh, taken out parts. They've, you know, added dramatic effect and all of that. However, yeah. the the story itself still rings true of, you know, these Norsemen traveling to a distant land to save uh, the village and this king from um, from this Wendell or monster or creature this demon now whether he's a man a beast a demon or something else 
you know, like we're here to figure that out. But just to kind of give insight into this being, um, he is said to be between nine and 10 feet tall and covered in fur. Now, my thought immediately goes to Bigfoot because, you know, Bigfoot. But, <laughs> but we don't actually know. We just know that his appearance is furry, giant-like, and he is evil. Now, there's some other stuff that kind of ties in with and this. Say again. I said and Bigfoot isn't. Bigfoot is not evil. He is the guardian of the people. Right. And Grendel Forever. is, as we found out, um, part of the Jotun, which are the ice or, giants. Well, yeah, the ice also, giants. Or he, in, in the other version, he is, is what? Go ahead. What is he? Well, I was I just going to let the, you say it, but he's the descendant I mean, of Cain. Yeah, he is the descendant or a descendant of Cain, like Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve, like children of Adam and Eve and all that. Well, that yeah. researching all that opened up a huge can of worms. But before we get into all that. Rabbit. <laughs> Big old den. Deno rabbits. That. Um, in terms of Cain and Abel and that whole thing, uh, the the author of uh, of Beowulf, he was not a Christian. Now, while Beowulf, literar literarily speaking, is um, kind of an allegory for different Christian aspects and stuff, uh, or so a lot, it's commonly known as that. A lot of it actually has nothing to do with Christianity, Christ, or anything else. Um, keep in mind, these are Nordic people. And the only thing that the author ties this to the Bible with is the fact that um, this was supposed to be a descendant of Cain, which uh, basically all the descendants of Cain were said to have been uh, like monstrous, uh, Nephilim. Um, aquatic noids, giants. There's the giants like the Nephilim. You've got um, even the Fae are supposedly descendants of Cain. So you can see how this is becoming a bigger just, thing than just. Grendel. Yeah, it's totally weird for me. It's weird for me to. I have to look more into the whole thing about them being a part of the Fae or being the Fae. So I'm going to kind of separate this, that from this in the moment right now because I need to do more research on that. Um, but with, as you were saying, with the ambassador, with the how did he end up getting there? Right. But oh. how did the ambassador end up getting there? Why was he there? So he ended up getting there. Um, because he was escaping his own land, uh, there were <laughs> there was some issues with him and a woman and a, a king, and he he had to leave his home. Uh, and when he left his home, uh, were being chased out for that matter. 
uh, he came, they came across this Viking, I don't want to say settlement. It was a Viking camp that where these Norsemen had come up the river. And now they're, like I said, I have not read the book. I have watched 13th Warrior, which, you know, obviously you take it with a grain of salt. It's a movie. But, uh, yeah, but when did you watch that? When did you watch the uh, 13th Warrior, madam? Oh, well, I watched it earlier today, but I also, I've watched it many, many times. Like, that's that's a favorite in my house. You've seen so. it. So how did you not make the connection between the 13th Warrior and Beowulf? I don't really know. I, I guess I always just saw them as two separate things because, you know, with Beowulf, they're talking about the dragon and Grendel and in Eaters of the Dead or 13th Warrior, they're talking about Wendell and the fireworm, which obviously they are, you know, like the same thing, but different names. And so I just never made that correlation for whatever mm -hmm. reason. <laughs> I find it fascinating. I'm, I find it absolutely fascinating that she did not make the connection because this girl goes down so many wormholes, like today, for instance, so many wormholes that it had circled us back around. We have circled around and chased our own tail. I don't know how many times today, but she has made all the connections that I didn't even like think about making. And then here she is. I didn't make the connection between Beowulf and the <laughs> The same Listen. kingdom. It's the same king in the same great hall. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I because I, I've never, I know, right? I've never, like, watched or read them together in close order. So I never thought to make the correlation, I guess. And nobody, I never had been told or heard that you know i had or that this that they were connected i just didn't even think about it it just wasn't even in my frame of thought Shoom. which is crazy <laughs> right now, over your head but i love it i love it because now now that you've made the connection and oh. we have gotten to where we are today which is freaking incredible it's gonna blow your mind like you're never you're gonna hear by the end of this podcast you're gonna be like i'm excuse me excuse me what and you're you're she's gonna bake your noodle it happens every time like for me i was just like i can see these connections this makes sense okay spider webs done she on the other hand's like nah nah we're gonna take this further there is well, more to be here because I am a researcher and I love following rabbit trails and, you know, finding the different connections that tie it all in together. And when I heard that, and this was actually the first time that I had heard, even though, you know, I've read the story, I've never paid much mind to it, uh, or maybe it was the old English script, I don't know. But I had never really put any connection to the fact that Grendel was a descendant of Cain. Now, that gets me into all the timelines and, okay, if he's a descendant of Cain, how is this possible? Who did Cain marry? Who were their children? Blah, 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 blah. And it just keeps going. And so right. all of a sudden... Well, you have, yeah, you have to figure it out. Right? And I've tied all these strings together and I'm like that meme of what's-his-face standing in front of the whiteboard with all the red threads 
going, you see, I the connection. <laughs> like, if you connect this and this, the apocalypse is going to happen on this date. And that's why the apocalypse happened last time at this date. And yeah. yeah. Like, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. I, I'm oh. going to let y'all know right now. I, I, she lost me at mathing. When she started mathing today, I was like, I'm done. I checked out involuntarily. Okay, I really want to listen to what you got to say. But when you started mathing and you started bringing in letters into the math equation, and I was just like, mm-hmm, you do that, girl. You just go. You just run with that bone because I ain't. I'm sitting right here. And when you're done, you can come back and tell me all the good stuff without the numbers. Okay? Because that ain't so. for me. Makes sense. Love you, but no. <laughs> no math for me in history. No, thank you. I'll pass. Okay. So tying everything in, you've got Cain and Abel. Well, first of all, you've got Adam and Eve. And apparently, Adam and Eve um, didn't actually, like, do their be fruitful and multiply thing until much later. And because of... Now, keep Nathan. in mind... I was just saying nay nay because we got some juicy gossip for y'all on Adam and Eve. We're going to tell y'all mm -hmm. right now they were not Adam and Eve. They were not <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. They um, The whole thing about Eve and the apple just throw that right out right out your ear. Just mm -hmm. let that apple drop because we're not even going to go in that direction because that's not there. It's not. Tell them what's there. Right. Tell them what's it's okay. great. Just listen. Tell, tell, tell them. So, Good thing. <laughs> so you've got Adam and Eve, right? They don't make babies right away. In fact, Adam and Eve spend many, many years in the Garden of Eden by themselves. Now, this is based off of kind of an alternate version of the story, the biblical narrative uh, or the canon text. So we're, we're digging into... Uh, the sacred texts of the of Judea, Judaism and Kabbalism and reading the kind of the nitty gritty dirty stories about the original patriarchs of the Bible. Now, Adam and Eve. Whole, this is okay. Look, I know it looks like we're going out in the left field, but we're we're starting at the beginning. Okay, and this is right. how we're going <laughs> to get literally. part to where. Grindel and quite literally and where Grindel and mother Grindel come into play here because it's a long lineage and I promise we're not going to go like super in-depth for y'all so you can take a sigh of relief because it's not going to be super long and <laughs> tedious but we're getting there it's it's oh. rather interesting how Eve and and Adam Adam and Eve even at those two weren't in the same place at the same time doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. In just, fact, just, just so, bear with us. Just listen. <laughs> Adam and Eve, uh, they pretty much everybody knows the story about Adam and Eve. They were in the Garden of Eden. They sinned. Eve ate the apple. Um, you know, brought the apple to Adam. They, you know, they got kicked out of the garden and so on. Well, this story picks up from there when they left the garden. So essentially, they left the garden, and they actually had to wander through cave systems, which, you know, 
check our inner earth uh, podcasts, but they left the cave systems and um, arrived mm. on the surface. And when Cain and Eve, well, well, Adam and Eve became estranged for like a hundred and some odd years, like 150 years, they were separated, separated. They like, were separate. and daddy separated. Okay. Mm-hmm. He went down one cave and she went in the other and they were just like, I'll see you on the other side because I'm tired of your BS right now. I just can't put up with you. Exactly. And so when Eve wanted a child, like she straight up wanted a child and Adam wasn't there to give it to her. So where did she go? Nah. She she ended up now again, keep this in mind. This is based off of non-canonal or canonical uh texts. So she basically decided all right. <laughs> she basically decided I want a child and Adam's not here, so where do I go? And so she turned to the serpent, Garden of Eden, um, and basically had a Nephilim child, Cain. Now, so Cain is already no longer a perfect human, like in terms of genetics. He was something different. And essentially, they had Abel later, and Abel actually had a twin sister, which there is some stuff. Keep in mind, first people, not a whole lot of fish in the sea to choose from. Cain and his sister, or Abel and his sister, mm-hmm. they got a thing going. Cain got jealous. And mm-hmm. apart from the whole story about um, the sacrifice to God and all of that, that's just a smaller grain to the bigger story. And Cain kills Abel. Well, Cain is Huge then marked. In the end. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like jumping in. I, she's on. T- she's got it. Y'all. She's in it to win it. I, I'm just putting in my little every Go now and it. then. I'm just, I got thing. my popcorn. I feel like I'm watching a telenovela. Like, who found? <laughs> she went for who? They did what? When? I need more popcorn for this. I need I need a beer for this. Like, it gets raunchy. I'm telling you because, look, okay, so as we've stated, this has, this isn't like biblical. We're not going with the Bible here. We're going with, you know, the, the word she said that I'm not even going to try to say because I know I'm going to mess it up. And, um, Canon, can I, um, yeah, see, can you do it? So, um, anyway, I, that word, that one, got it. So, it wasn't in the Bible. It didn't make see, it to the final version. It wasn't in the Bible. That's all. It, 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 it was cut out. Okay. So, but it's still there, but it's cut out. It's not in the, in the sacred text, it, but in the sacred text, but you get what I'm saying. Anyway, moving on. So, she, Cain and Abel are not Adam. They're not Adam's biological children. Okay. Right. And she has the don't don't with this Nephilim, who we're not going to name names, but y'all already know. And um, so Cain's born, born, born first, right? And he brings this piece of hay to his mama and 
He's like, here, because he walked. She didn't tell y'all that. He was birthed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell him that. You're so excited. You totally missed over the cool part where there was 10 angels, 10 or 12, 12 angels, 10 or 12 angels that came around because they heard Adam go, oh, no, she's about to give birth. I must get to her. And his whole adventure is a whole nother deal. He went through six Earths, six versions oh, yeah. of Earth. Get seven. back to Eve to when she's going to one. seven. Thank you. Right, and she's gonna birth this this Cain. She's gonna birth Cain, and she was in a lot of pain because Cain was just like real stubborn, and he's like, "Nah, I ain't coming out." So Adam was all like, "God, hear me, help, help! She needs to have this baby." So God was all like, "Oh, fine." And he sent down like 10 or 12 angels and the angels were all around them. And they were like, hey, just because Adam is good with God, we're going to be here to make sure that you can birth this kid. But just know you and God aren't on cool terms. Just saying. So she births this kid, right? Like immediately. Dumps kid. Kid stands up after just being born and was like, hold on a second. Out the door. Upright. His little pit. He really did. Literally. Came back in with some hay and handed it to his mama. And he was like, oh, that's cool. So I'm going to name you Cain. Because Cain literally means like hay. So that's how he got his name Cain. And then for some reason, Adam and Eve again went, I don't need you. Well, you know what? I don't need you either. And boom, they went in separate directions again. And then she has Abel and her, his twin sister uh wife sister sister wife sister wife person mm -hmm. um auntie that yeah and um then adam comes back and is just like why you keep having all these children they're not even mine and she's like because i wanted kids and you would stick around and then they had a big fight and then they were like you know what i think i'm gonna stay together well i'm gonna stay together for you too you're literally a part of my body because you're like <laughs> my rib walking around she's gonna be like Reason that so then they go around and they have more kids, but then their kids become like really bad people. And um, Cain got super jealous of Abel, and because you know, God favored his uh offering more than Cain's, so Cain was like, You know what? I'm done, I'm done with this, I'm ending you. And then he smashed his head in with a rock, Boom, pretty much. There you go. History in like two minutes. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Man, I'm out of breath. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right, Kelly, go ahead. So then enter the uh, the fallen angels, the watchers, the, um, the uh, well, yeah, the watchers, basically. They, they came down from heaven, and now they are said to be stars that took corporeal form, basically became human, and decided, hey, these women are hot, and um, we want to have babies with them. So they started procreating, and that procreation led to the Nephilim and the giant humans. But who did they sleep with? That is the question. These weren't just, like, average women. These were 200 of the most... Average shows. <laughs> 
these these were like two hundred of the most beautiful of beautiful women in the world. Um, one of which happened to be Adam's first wife, Lilith. You want to tell them about Lilith? Lilith. Oh, I can. Yes. Okay. Yes. Look. So Lilith. Let me put this in perspective for you. Okay. Here's Lilith. Lilith. Right. She was an independent being. She was created on her on her own. There was no Adam involved in this. So there was Adam and then there was Lilith. And Lilith was an independent thinker. And she was just like, you know what? I ain't going to stand for the patriarchy. I'm done. I'm out. How am I no eating? Bah! And she leaves. And Adam's just all like, dude, that's hot. And then there's, you know, the whole Adam and Eve thing. But then Lilith goes off on her own. He's like, what even was and that? Different cultures. Right? Like, who was? What even happened? It was like a blip. Like, there she was, super hot, and then all of a sudden, bam, he's rejected, she's gone, he's, like, moping around, it's bad juju. Anyway, so, in some cultures and religions, Lilith is considered a demon, okay? But she wasn't always a demon, she was demonized. So, Lilith ends up meeting Cain. And Cain and Lilith, they're just like, you know what? You're super hot. You're better than your daddy. And Cain's like, really? Like, for real, for real? And then they get together. And they have babies. But Lilith had already established her own circle of, like, priestesses and worshipers and all of that stuff. And they were all women. It was 199 women. And then her. So that's 200 women. And they were all the most beautiful, most wild creatures out there. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, I want to say, girl. <laughs> I was going to say, along with the 200 Watchers, which were the fallen angels. That's right. So, so the 200 because of that. women. Yeah, she was villainized because of the Watchers, because she was all just like, Nephilim are cool. See, Kane? Kane's pretty cool. These other guys are pretty cool. So let's do the dun 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 and the 199 women did the da-da-da with the 200 Nephilim out there or the Watchers. And then they all had babies and they all became what are called the descendants of Cain or the monsters, the evil, the demons, the devils, all of that stuff. And that's how we get to Grindel and Grindel's mother. Because apparently yeah. they are part of that brood. Tell them the cool part about the 199 women. Well, the 199 women, as I found out, so God cursed that whole lot. He was just like, you guys are making these monstrosities and you're, you're watering down the gene pool, basically. You got to stop. And so he imprisoned the Watchers, buried them underground, bound up in iron, for until the end of days. So they're buried under, under the valleys, which oddly specifically, they were buried 482 miles. I don't know why that was so specific, but that was important and so they said it. They were buried 482 miles beneath the Earth's surface. And the women were actually transformed into 
bird-like humanoids, also known as the sirens. Or the harpies. Harpies. So they, they, they come more like me. And their children, their offspring between these harpies, well, now harpies, and once women, um, their offspring ended up creating the giants they created. Now, this is all based on these different mythologies, um, but the Fae were supposed to be incorporated in there, uh, along with hobgoblins and trolls and like the whole bunch like they were responsible for making all of that so god was like i'm separating you guys you are buried you're you're gone until 70 generations from now and you guys are gonna be you ladies are gonna be birds from now on because i say so so that's kind of what happened and water humanoids, a.k.a. mermaids or yes. sirens, however you want to describe them, which would have been really helpful to know this when we did our mermaid podcast. Right. <laughs> what was that, last week? Week before last? So helpful. <laughs> last week we did the, the, the mermaid. That would have been so yeah, helpful so to know. So Lilith, keep going. So now, um, in, Germa in Germany, ancient Germany, um, they had their own name for these creatures, and they were the Feifelsine, or Feifelsine, Feifelsine? I don't know how to pronounce it. But basically, that was their word for these descendants of Cain. Um, they were supposed to be given, you know, special gifts, powers, um, you know, divination all kinds of mystical stuff and so basically grendel and his mother were descendants of cain and they lived on the outskirts of these um these moors and these bogs they they basically lived where humans weren't really meant to and this is kind of where the story picks up oh another Another thing worth mentioning is that the Feifelsine were a group of people, but they had a specific name for those that were not um, all there in terms of their ability to function in a society. And those, that is, one of those people are supposed to be what um, Grendel was. He was like this wild creature, this feral humanoid creature that is tied to the Jotun. So he has human form, but the Jotuns are said to be descendants of Cain as well. So this throws <laughs> that whole Norse mythology thing into the mix and ties everything back to that origin story of Cain and Abel and Lilith and Adam and Eve and all the craziness that went on then. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why Grendel was so angry with all of these Vikings, Norse people in this great hall with the king that were celebrating every night and 
laughing and having feasts and all of that. The reason why he hated it so much was because he was barred from being able to take place in things like that. Right. He didn't. He was an outcast. He He was an outcast of of all society. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because he was a descendant of Cain. He was meant to suffer for his father's sins. So father like 100 and 200, 300 something years removed. But, you know, right. And while he may have, he, he was behaving monstrously, but was he an actual monster or was he, did he just not have the understanding, the mental capacity to process civilized life? And I say civilized loosely since this is still, you know, only just barely AD era, you know, BCE. Like, because the, the yeah, story... Yeah, was it like 609 or 608? The story of Beowulf and Grendel took place, well, was written in the 8th century and, or BCE. And the story actually takes place 500 years before the writing. So that would put it at, what, the 3rd century A.D. So we're talking, like, literally early Christian church, early, like, we're still in technically biblical days at this point. Like, Rome is still, you know, doing their thing. Um, You know, Israel's doing their thing. And they're not really interacting with this northern region. So, like... The fact that this is tied in with Cain kind of makes you wonder because there was a, a separation of civilizations there. So when this says that Grendel was a descendant of Cain, and when I say that, like this is a little snippet of Beowulf. Was Grendel entitled the March Stepper famous who dwelt in the Morfens, the Marsh and the Fastness, the wane-mooted being abode for a season in the land of the giants when the Lord and Creator had banned him and branded. For that bitter murder, the killing of Abel, all-ruling father, Cain, is referred to as a progenitor or progenitor of Grendel and of monsters in general. The kindred of Cain crushed with his vengeance and in the feud he rejoiced not, but far away drove him from kindred and kind, that crime to atone for, meter of justice. Thence ill-favored creatures, elves and giants, monsters of ocean, came into being, and the giants that long time grappled with God, he gave them requital. Now, you can see based on this little segment here why we're choosing to not read the whole epic to you, because that's a difficult read and even harder to understand. But basically it's just saying mm-hmm. that <laughs> basically it's just saying that out of Cain and his wife bore a whole lot of badness and evil and monsters. So but that mm-hmm. is a clip from Bale. Separate from anything that's going on in the whole rest of the world. Cain and Abel is mentioned, which kind of brings back things to an older time. That's not necessarily even Norse 
mythology or Norse related because that doesn't even tie in with like mm-hmm. Odin and like that whole timeline and that pantheon of gods. Like it's not even talking about that. This is talking about like the beginnings of nope. humanity. So while yep. this, we don't really know how this was, how Cain got associated with this other than there must have been something actually to this. I don't know. Like that that's my thought on it. What do you think? Uh with everything that we found out today, with all of the rates that we found out today, I am going to have to agree with another creator's assessment that it might just be Christian propaganda. That is a potential. I mean, it wasn't written in a Christian perspective, and it wasn't written by a Christian. Um, however, however, nope, it wasn't. There is a there is a plethora of different scenarios where Christianity has said, "Ooh, I like that. I'm going to take that for myself." And we find uh, that time and time again. Uh, especially against the the pagans and against the um, the people of old Norse mythology, the people of old Irish mythology and Scottish mythology. That entire Jewish. region, yeah. yeah, that entire region was just villainized, and a lot of that has to go ties back to Caesar and the Romans trying to invade the north and. Basically, they made up a bunch of lies about cannibalizing and human sacrifices and all of this stuff um, to put an evil Mm -hmm. spin, an evil twist on, villainize a a people that literally had nothing to do with any of that. But again, that kind of Mm -hmm. leads down a different trail that (laughs) there's so many branch offs and rabbit trails for this story. It's, It's insane. Like... It seems like we uh, always no, tend okay. to find subjects. I totally agree with you. It's like we always find subjects that branch off into like human history and like these myths and legends. We find some weird like snippet of information that go that we go, aha! I knew there was something to this, but why? How did it get there? And like those are the kind of questions that we have to ask. <clears throat> so that we can further the research and bring all of this to you. So basically, the the long story short, Grendel was a descendant of Cain, who was a humanoid monster that was supposed to be covered in hair and look like Bigfoot, but he was a wild man, a, you know... uh, what's the word, feral creature that was cursed and wasn't allowed to participate in human activities. So he was just a loner. He was just Which kind of makes you wonder, is there anybody Team Grendel out there? Like, did does Grendel get any love? Because I think it's actually quite a sad story. You know, with Grendel being on the short end of it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Grendel's entire story is really, really sad. 
Okay, he is paying for a sin that he didn't commit. He didn't ask to be born. He's just here. And now being here, he's like, I can make friends with these guys. It's like seeing a little kindergartner being like, I'm going to go make friends with these guys. And then everybody turning their back on him being like, no, you're not allowed to sit with us. And on Wednesdays, we wear pink. You know what I mean? Well, and so it's, it's sad. To keep things in perspective, though, when he wants to go hang out with them, he also wants to eat them and, you know, have a good time with them. But and he does. In his mind, he's like, I'm just being normal. I'm being me. And meanwhile, everyone else is like, you're a monster. You're a cannibal. And you stop eating us. Come on. So it's like. <laughs> well, see, that's how wasn't... Grindel becomes. This is where we come in to tell you that Grindel was the bad guy. And this is how he ended up being villainized and being the bad guy because he got all jealous and he wanted to participate and he couldn't. So he just marched himself all the way up there, beat down the door, and he bit the heads off of 40 warriors in one night. It just crunched. Like, what's that, uh, what's that snack that everybody likes? It's, it's, it's gummies, and it's filled with stuff. Gushers! Human gushers. gushers. Yes. Human Gushers. And he was like, this is That's a fun time. I'm fucking so gushers are good. But, yeah. So, <laughs> gushers are really yummy. <laughs> and meanwhile, everybody's like, the horror. The horror. The horror. Not, not the best he, warrior. No, we need him. Now, we do need to touch on his mother Sorry. because... While there are some aspects of this that, you know, she was a hag, there are other aspects of this where she is also one of the water Nephilim, you know, water beings or, you know, again, still a descendant of Cain or one of those first 200 descendants of the, you know, Watchers. But... She is considered a water being, and she is who gives birth to, you know, Grendel. But it's who she actually was, we don't really know, because there's not a whole lot mentioned about her. Um, because in the epic, so in the movie, Grendel is a product of the king um, who summons Beowulf to kill Grendel. Grendel is a product of that king and this dragon who is played by Angelina Jolie and all of that. But in reality, in the actual epic, the dragon has nothing to do with the mother or Grendel. Um, in that aspect, Grendel is the, is the child of the hag and the dragon got involved because of the misfortune that was brought upon Grendel unfairly. And that's when she got involved. So the while the mother she got in mad. the movie she was like, Look, I'm gonna talk to you. She got mad about it. I mean, any mama will get mad well, about it. Look here, you not only killed my kid, but you took his favorite arm? Like really? Because mm -hmm. Grindel had favorite, he he had a favorite arm. He had two arms, but he 
He had a favorite one. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of arm, I'm not sure. From the aspect of the Eaters of the Dead, um, it turned out that this was almost a Neolithic group of humans who were almost like cavemen. And um, the fireworm was actually a chain of these cavemen coming down the mountain to descend upon the Vikings. And because they all had torches, it looked like a giant mm -hmm. worm. And that was what the fireworm was. So you can see how the dragon, you know, the, how the fireworm became the dragon. And this is how myths are made. But in terms of like Grendel or Wendell and the mother based on Eaters of the Dead, it was, it was this, this group of these Neanderthal people who had a leader and a mother. And the mother was, she was kind of this like, I, I, she was not a good, neither, none of them are good people. You know, I, I'm trying to keep this gentle and not like total terrible, but yeah, they were all cannibalistic. So they, they weren't good people and they ended no, up they getting. No, 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 you tell it right. Tell it right. They were all bad people who ate other people. They had no social graces. Yes. Exactly. They did yeah. not care, nor did they discriminate on what gusher they were going to eat. It was just all gushers to them. That's all I'm yeah. saying. So while from Eaters yeah. of the Dead perspective and um, uh, what's his name? Eben, we'll call him Eben. Um, Eben Badlan, that's his name. Um, in his account, mm -hmm. It's all more of a just straight up natural thing. Like there weren't giants, there weren't monsters. This was just kind of a mistaken identity between Neanderthal-like humans who were still cannibals and still evil and a myth that turned into a fireworm and a dragon. But like in reality, it was all very non-paranormal. It was all very natural. Now, which one is true? Which one is myth and legend? It's kind of hard to tell. But I would say that the account of Ibn Fadlan is probably the most accurate since that is a first-hand account. But in terms of the actual epic of Beowulf, that, I mean, it, it's myth, it's legend, it's story, it's... Um, an interesting tale about seduction and um, about just like this treacherous, I don't, I don't, I don't know how, yeah, it's this balance of just like this treacherous, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I lost it. My brain. I, I've had a heck of a <laughs> the, train, the train went off the track. I have. Yep, it's totally it deep. passed by swiftly. <laughs> passed by swiftly in the night. Didn't even give you a chance to hop on. Yep, yep, it's bad. I it's think I'm going to take a. I'm going to take a stab. Go for it. I'm, I'm going to take a stab and think that you were trying to say that it was a story of seduction, good and evil, 
and someone trying to portray those as wholly good when really they were out there having babies with with monsters and then was just like oh no i ain't gonna acknowledge that and that's how grendel happened and now everybody's just really confused on who's the good guy and who's the bad guy i think that's what's going on here but i think ultimately what it ends what it boils down to is the bad guy what Mm -hmm. the bad guys were the watchers because they're the ones that kind of started the whole thing messed up and then and we don't really actually we don't really actually know the timeline of when the watchers happened was it i mean clearly it was after adam and eve were created it was after lilith was created and it had to have been in the time of Enoch because Enoch wrote the book of Enoch, obviously, uh, which is part of the Dead Sea Scrolls. And he was, I don't have my timeline pulled up anymore, but he was essentially the fourth or fifth generation. Do you? You're, you're awesome. Got it. I love staring at it. I'm staring at it right here. Let me tell you. Okay, your timeline here. What you got? So Enoch was son of the son of the son of who? Like how many generations? Enoch was the son. He was. He was the first son of Cain. Enoch was the first son of Cain, and it went down. Hold on, I got it. I was just looking at it. Gosh darn it. I scrolled. Here's the thing about this. Before you so, get into this. Okay. There's, there's the timeline, and then there's the timeline. So you've got the timeline, which is Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, and Cain and Abel had, or they had also had Seth, and you know, those children had children, and those children had children, all the way down to Noah, and then Noah's flood happened, and then so on. But in reality, Cain kills Abel. Cain has like 10 descendants, and then Abel, their brothers, who came later, Seth, who was actually Adam's child this time, uh, Adam and Eve together, right. child, Seth has his children which then go down the line to noah but the alternate timeline is cain has his 10 descendants adam has 10 his 10 descendants and they both seem to end up in noah or with noah so which timeline is the real one who will the please will the real patriarchs please stand up because i don't know who <laughs> do anymore I, just I, I feel like these two. <laughs> I feel like these two were running simultaneously. I'm gonna tell you, there was like, like you know how there's the dark. Yeah, you got the Sith and the Jedi, okay? <laughs> and they're all running. Break it down. Time. These are two timelines that are <laughs> that are happening at the same exact time. But we're not gonna talk about the Sith because they're bad guys. So we're not gonna give them the limelight. We're gonna talk about the Jedi because they're the good guys, right? So that's Adam and his descendants. So that's who got the limelight. They are the ones who got the favor of God and all that stuff. Well, Cain is over here causing all sorts of chaos, all on his own with Miss Lilith. And they had Enoch, who was first. Now it doesn't go any further 
then um, well, let me see if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Lamech and Lamech had children. Okay. He had four children and then it kind of just stops right there. But with Adam's line, it keeps going all the way down to Noah and Noah's sons. And that's when the flood takes place. And that's when we get into the whole timeline of the apocalypse. And when I told y'all at the beginning of this podcast that we went down some wormholes, you never thought that you were going to get into a podcast about Grendel and the Norse mythology and Beowulf and the epic poem all the way to the supposed apocalypse. But this is how that happens. That's a, that's what happens. Oh, It takes all the way down. This mm-hmm. is where the math comes. I don't do math. All right. So I'm going to break right. it down for you. This is how this happens. Yeah, you, you break it down because I'll get too Sooth's technical with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sooth's rendition of how the apocalypse happens because of Grendel. <laughs> okay. So Grendel's a bad nasty. He is a descendant of Mother Grendel, who is a descendant of Lilith and the 199 women who had the dun-dun with the Watchers. Now, the Watchers have been buried. They are not allowed to come back for 70 generations. Now, if you go by the timeline of how in biblical times people like Noah and Ham and all them live to be about 800 years old, 900 years old, you break that down, okay? And I'm not going to go into the math because I don't math. Me and math, we don't get along. It's a mutual <laughs> hatred. Anyways, so you take you break all of that down. So you're going by what is called the equinoxes. Ancient timeline, math in 70 generations, comes all to this thing where it breaks down to 12,000 years in between each devastation. So the last devastation that we had, the last apocalyptic thing that we had was considered the flood. Okay. So you go from the flood to now and how many years that is by biblical years. So it's basically broken down by twos. Starts off at like 51,681 years, drops down to 12,920 years, yada, 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 which means if we go by this and when these watchers are to be released at the end of the 70 generations, that puts us at 2025. Thank you, Kelly, for your math. Ta-da! So this is how we go from Beowulf and Grindel to the Apocalypse. (laughs) Okay, so I'll keep the mathing mostly out of it, but yeah, that's basically it. Basically, you've got the average, the the watchers were buried, and basically there was a timeline put on that they would be released at the end of days when the final judgment was to happen, and um, that was 70 generations. Well, my brain was like, well, what the hell is a generation? So I looked it up. Well... At a certain point, uh, humankind, this is after the flood, God numbers man's days to 120. Okay, well, I was thinking, let's do the math. Totally didn't add up. Just, like, didn't add up. And I was like, all right, well, what if I used 
the generation of Enoch's day, which then I took his forefathers and all of those guys took how long they lived to, you know, found the average and did the math from there. Well, I multiplied that by 70 and then divided it by two because I got a number that made me think, hmm, I've seen this number before. So I divided it by two and divided it by two again. And that came to the 12,900 years, which is give or take 100 years from the Great Deluge, the Great Flood, the ending of everything, and the big reset. So now I get into... Such clocks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now, the, the date of... be a big show. The, the date of 2025 actually comes from the Hindu religion and um, the... Um, shoot. What is it called? A, the Yugas. Yugas. Kali Yugas. We are in the Kali Yuga <laughs> yeah. at the moment. The final age and yeah. So the Kali Yuga is the age that we're in. And there were supposedly three other Yugas before that. And each Yuga essentially represents half of the equinox or the procession of the equinox. Essentially where the Earth meets the galactic plane, which is the Milky Way, before descending down to reach its other pinnacle and then going back to the galactic plane. So think of a wavelength. So in the middle of the wavelength, that's the point. That's the galactic plane. I know I'm getting technical here and I won't, I won't right. bore everybody. But essentially, that's not boring. Things are, hap things are supposed to transpire based on the Hindu cal calendar, which has it's been around for, I don't know, since the beginning of the Kali Yuga. So you know, a couple million years. <laughs> no, the, the calendar, yeah, I think, you know, about so, I mean, 4,000 4, years or so. It, it's it's a pretty old calendar, kind of yeah. like the Mayan and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so, so basically, you got AD divided by BC equals 2025. Such calendars. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that the world is going to end, but potentially time in the in the future, there will pass through, you know, some area in the around the sun might collect a few meteors or two and or three or asteroids. Four. Apocalypse. Catastrophic. Killed the dinosaurs, and we thought that Mercury in retrograde was bad. <laughs> Instead, we're gonna have wormwood. <laughs> <laughs> wormwood water. See, look, okay, for my fellow drinkers, wormwood <laughs> can be good in the green fairy, I'm just saying, but not when all the water in the world has been turned into wormwood. Devastation, hallucinations, well, it's not going to be fun. Yeah. Total chaos, panic, mayhem. <laughs> Some of us will and thrive in that, several, not so know. much. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Et cetera, et cetera. So, so et cetera, that's how yeah, we got yeah, it. No big deal. 
That's yes, that's how we got there. Thank you for coming on our wacky TED Talk and finding the apocalypse <laughs> through the epic poem of Beowulf. You're welcome. Feed your noggin, give you something to chew on, think about. Don't obsess though, because we're not archaeologists and scientists, and no, we can't actually predict the next apocalypse. So exactly. with that, not- we are at that time in our pod. What? I said, we're not doomsayers. You know, we're not shouting the end of the, uh, the age of man or anything, but there's a, there's some history there. And I, I urge you to look for yourself because there's a lot out there. And as always, I'll post the links, but Mm -hmm. also check out, there's an interesting website and I highly recommend checking it out because it literally is a culmination of all the sacred texts that have been gathered in one place. And this is not a shameless plug. This is a plug on a website that has actually been uh, a part of my personal life for probably about a little over a decade now. So they've been around for a long time and it's sacred-texts.com. Sacred-texts.com. And Literally, Did you have to say decade? Did you have to say decade? Was that like absolutely <laughs> necessary to say decade? Could well, you age further? Well, I mean, I could by several, but you know. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Might as well just change my name from Sooth to the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Thank you. The Crypt Keeper. You are the official The official cryptid keeper. Yes. Oh, that's going to have to be on a t-shirt. Okay, so now we are at that time in the podcast where we listen to our comments. Thank you for being patient. And thank you for all of these comments because we've got quite a few. So let's go. What do you got for us, Tina? Um, I heard M&M's also. Um, Uh, Jason, I don't know how you're going to get the M&M's over to me, but I, 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 uh, it is a, a law, um, a national worldwide law that anybody that has M&M's has to send at least five pieces my way. Um, I only need one to be hyper. I only Gosh, need one. Don't ask me why. Um, candy gets me very hyper. Um, I am a little hyper right now because I had some Reese's minis. We're not going to talk about it. Jesse is going through it, dealing with me being hyper, okay? He'll be okay. He'll be all right. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. Um, but I don't know how, but it will be illegal if you do not send at least five pieces of M&M's my way, okay? Thank you, Jason. I'll be looking forward to those M&M's. All right? Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Apparently, she needs some M&M's stat. Somebody get some M&M's stat. Hello. Was he a man, a beast of a monster, but he expired? Was this villain? uh, Sorry, I do struggle to read. I'm trying to read, you know. Your show? You're doing good. Will you please tell me what your show all about? Well, I hope you stayed and listened to the rest of the show so that you could figure out that we were speaking about the Grindel. But you did good. You did good. All right, what do we got next? Um, 
uh, uh, Miss Ma'am, Miss Miss Kellick, Ma'am, Miss Miss Lady, Ma'am, Lady. Yeah, Miss Madam. Oh, this time it ain't <clears> me. <throat> Uh, Mademoiselle. I don't know if I said that right, but I, you know, I felt fancy doing it. I'm playing Assassin's Creed, and and um, everybody is speaking very fancy, and and uh, it, I've been saying uh, the assassin's name for like a couple of days now. His name is Ezio Adedore, and and you know, I've been fancy okay. with it, and I've been learning words. <laughs> So, madam, madam, and mademoiselle. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I'm going to say it. Um, we don't do math over here. You did get it. We don't do math over here. We don't do no mathing. And and, and it's, it's very cruel of you there to you include go. letters into the mathing. Okay? And not only are you putting numbers, but you're putting letters in there, too. What next? You're going to put uh, shapes <laughs> in there, too? Hmm? I could. Hmm? Times? Mm-hmm. She did. Uh-huh. Don't, don't. <laughs> Do not. Oh. Don't. Mm-mm. Don't get hurt. Don't damage her. Should, should I? Because I can, I can get into no? the, tetra, the Tetragrammatron and uh, the that whole... Okay, you don't understand. I linked it in the cryptid section of our, of our Discord. Uh, the, the maths and the timelines and all of that. And while... What we talked about earlier was like my own brainstorming thing. There's a whole big thing that somehow ends up turning into like a lot of math. Way more than I have dug into. But it's there. Check it out. Yeah, and I don't have the brain power for that tonight. We're going to be doing, we're going to do a whole separate podcast on that stuff, guys, because trust me, it's, it's, it's got a lot to do with Grindel, but at the same time, it's like a whole separate podcast on it on its own. Oh, so yeah. you're gonna it's definitely that one. It is. It's definitely paranormal umbrella stuff. Okay. Next. It is currently nine seventeen at night, and you do a mathing. Nine seventeen <laughs> is eight seventeen for you, and it's probably going to be a little bit later once you okay. hear this comment. But at the time, it is nine something Eastern time for me. Okay, mm. and you math? <laughs> my brain does not activate all day around this girl. time. It does not function, especially if I have candy in my system, which I am still day. waiting for. The M and M's, Jason. Um, appreciate it. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> again, it's illegal if you don't send it. Okay, thanks. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too late for the mathematicals. Mm-mm, it's too late. You you got to yeah. set a time and a day. Absolutely. Uh, for the massacles and it's not today mm-hmm. it is Fine. not today it Fine. won't be today it won't be for at least another week i love you and your dorky brain miss ma'am but we're not <laughs> doing that today i can't do it cannot oh here we go again another comment a lot of the stuff that the uh vikings and pagans and all the other people along the lines celtics all believed was essentially uh, robbed by the church, by both the Christian and the Catholic faith, yes. and then bastardized, mm-hmm. bastardized. Sorry, to Absolutely. make them seem like the good guy, and they used, uh, they made pagans look evil. It, it's as simple as that. Yep. A lot of people who swear by the Bible even today will say that everything in that Bible is true. Yada yada yada. And uh, 
it's the word of God, blah, blah, blah. But when you actually get down to the brass tacks of it and actually do the research, you'll find that all the stories in the Bible actually came from separate places. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it just shows that if someone is putting, willing to put in enough... Uh, Oh, did it cut I off? I wish we got to hear what he had to say. Uh, I know. It did. <laughs> no. 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 Come back, sinner man. I must hear the rest of what you have to say. No. The comment's not long like, enough. I know. That, no. It was really good, and we 100% agree with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, next. Oh, that really makes me sad. I wanted to hear what else he had to say. I know. Don't let me play at your party, then I'm going to eat your people. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Human gushers. Okay, Sooth. Exactly how many Red Bulls have you had today? I knew that was coming because I was talking super fast. I haven't had not one Red Bull today. Not a one, not one, but I have had a Coke. So there you go. No, no, for me too. Kind of makes me sad because I like Red Bull, but me like it a Red Bull. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, let's go. Adam and Eve just bone and monsters, just like humanity since the beginning mm -hmm. has been just all about tetrophilia, teratetrophilia. If you don't know what it is, Google it up. Uh, oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you being all smarty pants. So, and you, now you keep in mind, Adam had his own encounters. We, he, okay, so while he may still have the favor of God, he unknowingly had some uh, relations with some spirits, which comes back later to, uh, yeah. So, he didn't do it willingly. He I wasn't even awake for it. But we have Lilith and her succubi to thank for all of Adam's shenanigans. Man! So, and you get and to that, hear that in the next podcast. And that then, is a whole different story. That's it's, It is, but it's going to be in the next Paranormal Umbrella. Not this one coming up because we have to do our creepypasta reads and no sleep reads because I was yeah. not feeling well last week. So, yeah. But we're going to read those on Friday, so come back and listen to those. Okay. 2025 apocalypse. Let's go! <laughs> As if we didn't go through <laughs> everything over the last couple of years. Super. We're going to act like 2020 <laughs> didn't happen and just... <laughs> 2020 is going to be like it didn't happen at all. And all nothing can be wrong. Masks are going to be... That's okay. What? Masks are going to be the least of our worries if all of this stuff happens. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, absolutely. Just know that I will be making a distillery for Wormwood. I'm party at <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, next comment. Cats and dogs living that. together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank yep. you. I'm so glad. 
totally glad. <laughs> so Next. if all the water is going to turn to wormwood water, it's essentially like dumping a big bunch of acid in the local drinking reservoir, correct? Yeah, basically. Yes. Um, so from the biblical text, yes. from the biblical text uh, in Revelation, it talks about how one third of the planet's water is essentially poisoned and turned bitter. So how we deal with that, we'll see what happens. If it happens. Absent. Add a little sugar to it and we'll have a good time. Sorry. A little fermentation going on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Last comment of the night. It's from podcast. Uh, this is my first time actually joining, and I really liked it. Oh, and I was wondering if y'all have ever done any research on whether there's like a goddess to a god, because I know there's a sacred text that says, as above, so below, and it doesn't really make sense for there only to be mm-hmm. father in front of us, and then father, son, mother, below. Just wondering. You, I, I hope I'm, I'm going to assume she, if I am wrong, please correct me. Um, but you, madam, are correct. There are texts that there was a goddess, that there was a god and goddess, and she was removed from the text to make it just father, son, and Holy Ghost. So there is a, a mother goddess. There is a woman standing with God. Um, but again, she was, she was removed from all of those texts. And um, yeah, that's, again, that's a whole nother podcast. But you're right. There is, there is one. There is a goddess. And I love that. I love it. We're, we're going to have to put that in the in our next podcast, too, because that is a whole nother bag of worms, a oh, whole yeah. nother can of rocks. It's it's going to it's going to be like a maraca. We're just going to be shaking it all together. It's going to be also, great. Also, you're going to hear for that. Yes, me, too. Thank you so much for being here and listening and staying for the whole thing. That was great. We are here. Every Wednesday for Paranatural Cryptid Preservation Society, where we do different histories on cryptids that are found around the world. And every other Friday night, we do the Paranormal Umbrella, which is ghosties, histories, mysteries, um, seances, ghost stories. And now we're also doing Creepypasta No Sleep readings uh, that was demanded of us to do now as a regular at least once a month since we did our 31 days of October. So if you are not a part of it, if you see this nice little link above our our heads here, this will take you to every social media that we have. The Twits, the Tic Tacs, the Discord, the Instagram, all of it above our head. You should join our Discord because that's where we post all of our research that we have come across so that you can read it and also continue your own research if you choose to do so. And of course, we would love to have you be a part of our community where everybody shares their 
thoughts and conspiracy theories and ghost stories and it's one big community that we are are hopefully going to continue to grow we're also on spotify iHeartRadio, uh apple podcasts and soon we will be on google and amazon music so if you didn't get to catch us live here on stereo you can listen to all of our other podcasts on any one of those where you can find your podcast that you like and uh if you could if you would please and thank you, leave us a five-star rating. That would help us out quite a bit. And plus, you get to hear the wonderful thing that is not here on stereo, our theme music. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> Gets me every time. I love it. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for participating, for listening, for giving us feedback and giving us questions and participating in this podcast because we absolutely love it when you guys give your thoughts and opinions on things or sometimes just our wonderful jokes and dad jokes that we have. Speaking of, Tina, did you give us a dad joke? You did not, but we do have another comment. So you're right, I am she, her. Um, oh, that was a good place. Oh, I was going to ask when the podcast, I want to make sure I tune in to the next podcast. So is it like every Thursday at like late at night or? Just let me know what time to tune in. Well, for my time, um, which is central time, I believe it's eight o'clock on Wednesday nights, my time. Um, Kellogg's time, it's nine, nine o'clock. Eastern Standard Time here. We're doing this on stereo every Wednesday night, and it's the Sorry, go ahead. And it's the same time. <laughs> it's the same time every other Friday, eight o'clock my time, which is central, nine o'clock her time. Um, so it's Wednesdays and every other Friday. And um, definitely give us a follow up. And if you turn on the notifications on stereo, it will let you know as soon as we get on to start our podcast. So you can catch it anytime we are here. Um, but yes, thank you so much. For being here and for listening. Why your personalities like blend together. It makes for a very entertaining podcast. Good night. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> and here is our dad joke from today. I used. I got a joke. I got a joke. I used to be a banker, but um, I kind of lost interest. But <laughs> Gotta love those dad jokes. (laughs) Thank you, Tina, for the dad joke. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you have a good night. And remember, grab your salt, check under the bed, and say your prayers to whoever that may be so that you don't have the boogeyman. Have a good night, everyone. Are you going to say it? Thank you for the love of all that holy forever to say that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something more. Like that. Have a good afternoon. I was done. Holy crap, balls. <laughs>